0: Hello beautiful people, it is Lala Kent with my right hand and my brain, Jessica Walter. Hello everybody. Dude, we got Brock on the
2: podcast today. Very exciting, we're pre-recording this just a few days because when this airs, where will you be Lala?
0: I'll be in Mexico for Brock and Sheena's wedding. That's really exciting. It's exciting, I'm so happy for them. You know, you know how I feel about just marriage in general. (laughs) I do, I do. But you know what? I am totally happy to go and celebrate love. Yeah. So that is, and I can't wait to see Summer Moon. Oh. There's just nothing sweeter than, you know, two yes. people just acknowledging the love they have. Yeah. And, and like making a commitment before, I mean, in my mind, it's going this way. Making yeah. a commitment before God and this little human being that's a part of both of them getting goosebumps look at you beautifully stating this i don't know (laughs) i'm like fuck marriage i'm gonna
2: cry (laughs) uh no that's so exciting i can't wait to see well i'm just like i'm gonna look at all the stories and see what everyone wears i'm dying to see
0: sheena's dress i am too um do you know what you're wearing no i'm actually gonna leave doing this podcast and Mm -hmm. i need to go shopping okay i need to go shopping for mexico yeah um all right so you know how i took ocean to newport beach yes so we were staying in a hotel room and there was the pack and play that I put her in. And, you know, she's very easy. Like she's kind of just adjusted to mm-hmm. the way things are because it's been an adjustment at the from the time she was seven months. So like I can leave the TV on and have her in the same room as me and she'll go to sleep. Okay. Right? Yeah. But this night, Gigi was getting her super high <laughs> and she was like putting hats on, <laughs> rolling around and everybody and their dog commented and they were like, you need a slumber pod. So what I'm is- like, what is this slumber pod? Yeah. I look it up. It's like a full on like pod, like a tent okay, for your baby. That you take on trips? Yes. And it's just like they sleep in there? They sleep in there. <gasps> I mean, I'm going to show you a picture, but yeah, I'm telling you what. It was like one message after the other saying slumber. you need a slumber pod. So now I'm going to look into just getting one because. A
2: slumber pod.
0: I mean, I kind of want to get in it. Let me see oh this is so cool it legit looks
2: like like a tent just google it yeah it looks like a tent you know what i'm looking at those those little things that bend that's probably hard to set up too, just like a tent do you really think a a tent setting up a tent i have tried so many times and failed every time
0: well it came highly recommended so if any of my moms out there have a slumber pod Jess is saying it looks very complex. It, I, it looks like a tent, you guys. It looks like those. Well, look at what you do. See. You put it over the pack and play. Oh, maybe it just folds then. Maybe it does. I don't know. But I think I might get one. And it looks like it's easy to pack. Anyway, <sighs> mm-hmm. that happened. Um, and also mm-hmm. a lot of people asking me how Ocean sleeps through the night. Mm-hmm. They're like, I have, I, I went through my DMs today. Yeah. And it was like one after the um, other slumber pod how does Ocean sleep through the night? I don't know how I got that to happen. My friend's kids usually wake up in the middle of the night. Ocean has slept through the night since, I want to say, like six months. Really? Yeah, because I did sleep train. and That's what I was going to ask, sleep I training. I did. Okay. And obviously, as a mom, you know your kids cry. Mm-hmm. You know when they're fussing and they just need to self-soothe. You know when something is wrong. Mm-hmm. You know when it's a diaper change. So, when I would put her in there, and it was hard because you hear your kid fuss and you want to go in and cuddle and protect them. But I also know that it can become a nightmare. Mm-hmm. You know, I slept in my parents' bed until I was like 12. You did? Yes. Why? I was just terrified. Of everything? Of everything. Was Issa in the same way? No. no. Really? He was a champion child. So, that's why I was like, I'm going to sleep train. Even though it is hard, I think yeah. I, it'll be worth it. And... I'll tell you what, I put her down between 7 and 8. Mm-hmm. That chick knocks out. She woke up today at like 9.30. <laughs> she's so healthy, it seems. Every time
2: I see her, she's Because ha- I've nannied before. I've mentioned that on the podcast. And sometimes I would come in and the babies would be like, they looked exhausted. Yeah. And all day they'd be lethargic. And I'm like, what is going on? And I bet it's because, I mean, they woke up throughout the night. And you can tell she gets a lot of sleep
0: oh yeah yeah she's revived she's revived and, you know she had like a long day the day before because she was elsewhere mm-hmm. at the LA Zoo which literally killed me everyone knows how I am with animals yeah. I deep dive into certain zoos she went to the LA Zoo so the like, LA
2: Zoo is not a one that we support I'm, I've never done it. I didn't research. love that
0: she was there okay but I was like great I hope yeah. she's having
2: fun yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I I have to personally this is just me I have to do I haven't been to a zoo since I was like 13 but I have to do the research because if to. they're not one of the good zoos Nope. I want them to shut down. Yeah. And hand over their animals to one of the good ones.
0: I know there's so much wrong with this world. I know, like it's the the you know we posted about the carriages mm. in New York and then now it's like Yeah that the horse rider and And now now they're showing where they
2: stay and i regret now not saying something because in new york i was like it's sick it's disgusting and now i regret not shaming the people people on them no who were going on them i know now i like i have been texting my best friend from home who lives in new york and i'm like when can we set up a protest Mm -hmm. like we need to be shaming
0: everyone who's paying for this like i know they're protesting right now and we go to BravoCon. In New York in, in New October, York. Mm-hmm. and I think I may roll up. Oh, I'll go with you <laughs> and shame all of them. Shame all them. Wake what up, y'all! I'll hold like hold yes.
2: pictures or hold posters of the facts. How many horses die
0: per year from the carriage rides? And that fucking like whatever they call it, the guy, who, the like, loser. I'm sorry, I'll say it. Trying to loser. Like, get the horse up, I wanted to fuck him up so bad. Hundred percent. I'm not violent. <laughs> But I was like, yeah. you stupid piece of shit. Yep. This poor animal with no voice, yep. and this is how you're treating it? Taking the whip, get Taking up, get up. Whip. and I wanted to whip his ass.
2: i uh, He's disgusting. Disgusting. And the horse was already skin and bones.
0: I know. Already abused. No, it makes me sick. Go to my yeah. Instagram. Sign the petitions that I'll be posting. Disgusting. Please, I will not let up. I will continue yeah. to be the crazy person that trolls anyone who goes to a zoo and doesn't do research, anyone mm-hmm. who goes... On these horse and carriage rides, anyone who goes to SeaWorld, I Mm -hmm. turn into an Instagram troll. Yeah. Educate yourself. And I can't stress enough, you guys, with the research I've done,
2: how there is no, because I've so many people DM'd me and they go, Well, my town does it in Christmas, but it's okay. No. No. Do the research. Your basic bitch ass wedding with your horse and carriage, <laughs> when you're like you and your husband, oh, because you want to be Disney princess for the day. Oh, Not okay. My God. None
0: of it's okay. Judging you, Ugh. judging you so hardcore. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to talk about before we Go into the Brock episode, which I'm excited for, mm. is I feel like I'm cheating on Housewives because I have become addicted to Jersey Shore I, <laughs> I can't stop. I cannot stop, and now my mom, yeah, is also very invested in Ron and Sammy, and really? I'm like, they don't end up together, Mom. No. This was like 2008 or nine. Yeah. They don't end up together, and she's like, well,
2: why? And I'm like,
0: you'll see. Just <laughs> I watch. love Sammy.
2: Also, you said you would take Polly
0: D to the Smush Room or Smash Room, whatever. Oh, it's back called. in the day, not Vinny. Vinny's very sweet, but I yeah. think Polly D Was the guy. in Jersey Shore is so funny. <laughs> the hair. I couldn't get past the hair. Oh, the hair makes it. <laughs> Him walking around saying cabs to here and t-shirt Zahia. time. The whole thing is like everything's working for me. That's I don't so know funny. why, but it's working yeah. for me. That's
2: funny. Do you watch the um, Jersey Shore, the ones that are out now?
0: No, family because reunion? I started on season one and okay. then I'll maneuver my way into family vacation. Family vacation. Oh, I called it family reunion. Okay, maybe it is family reunion. I think it's vacation. Who knows? Yeah. All I know is it's amazing. I haven't watched Housewives in like an entire week, and I feel so guilty. <laughs> You'll get back to it. I'll get back to <laughs> it. Anyway, we're gonna take a quick little break, and we will be back with Sheena's baby daddy. Sheena's baby daddy, and now husband. Almost. When husband. this comes out, maybe. Oh, yes. yes. <gasps> Congratulations, oh, Sheena husband. And All right we'll be right back. So, I have two game changers to share with you when it comes to upping your glam game. I am totally obsessed with Impress No Glue Mani's and Impress Press-On False Eyelashes because I'm very into just easy right now and anyone can do it. You are going to love them just as much as I do. Both require zero glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes. There's also no annoying dry time, and the best part And use code LALA at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and press on falsies. That's impressbeauty.com slash LALA and use code LALA at checkout for 25% off. Here's what I love about doing a podcast. It doesn't really require any glam, like at all. I can podcast in comfort, and for me, that means wearing my new favorite super soft Quince Cashmere Tee. Thanks to Quince, I've got a lineup of timeless, comfortable pieces that keep me looking so chic summer after summer. Quince has premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts starting at $30. You can find silk tops, 14 karat jewelry, and so much more. And this is my favorite part all Quince items are 50 to 80% less than many similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes all of those savings on to us. And don't get me started on their towels. I have the Quince waffle towels at the Palm Springs house. I have them in white and they are so soft. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Lala for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lala to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lala. Welcome back. We have my boy where every time he arrives, he go, Crikey, it's bro <laughs> in the
1: flesh, baby. How we doing? We're good. How are you? I mean, it's been good. It's It's been a good day. Uh, a little stressed out with the timing of everything coming up, but uh, super excited. To be honest, we just had to cancel flights and read books on the flights. So.
0: No, Sheena texted me this morning and said, I need to know what flight you're on. We booked our flights in April, and now they've completely switched it up. Mm-hmm. They have us doing layovers, and then...
1: We, we were going to Houston with a warning this morning that your flight might be canceled, delayed because of storms. And so I, I was like, "Honey, we we can't do that flight." So no. we Mm-mm. so we relooked and we actually jumped on the next day. We, we'll lose like six hours, but it works out better for Summer. Everybody tra- tra- flying out there. So are good. you
2: flying with Summer? Or is she flying on a separate flight? Uh,
1: look, Summer's flying straight with us. I've, she? I've, I mean, she's been a good flyer. We've taken her to Hawaii once. We've only oh, done. I say this. Solid. I've said this before, but she slept in me my arms the whole flight. So, uh, we got all easy with that one. Now, her nap schedules two hours, so the flights at around ten, so hopefully we'll be fine.
0: Knock her right out. knock
1: her out. she'll she'll take a nap. and if she doesn't, let's well, i'm I'm here for it. Her. Let's see mm-hmm. what happens.
0: Yeah. you know what? i've Ocean has always been kind of on my schedule. There are days where it's like we're home and she gets a nap in, like a regular schedule. And other days, I'm like, you either have to take a nap on the beach because it's party time mm-hmm. or like you're not gonna get a nap. and I'm in a different situation because my kid is bounced back and forth. She's constantly seeing new faces. Mm -hmm. It's like very much, it's, I don't want to say chaotic, but she kind of has had to adjust from the age of seven months. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. She goes over to the other house. She's got different bottles. She goes over to the other house. She's got, everything is different. Yeah. So she kind of is just like very flexible. (laughs) Yeah. I
1: mean, when you came down to San Diego, we saw, I I, honestly, when you put her to bed and walked out and I'm there with Summer, (laughs) I was just kind of like, what? She sleep.
2: Wait, what do you do? Do you have to rock summer to sleep? So
1: we were we were that we were giving her the love, give, mm. and then like ideally you'd like to make them feel sleepy and then put them in their crib with their eyes kind of like doing the doing the gaze, yeah, right. the glaze over. But mm. yeah, we never made. Well, she was just asleep, and ah, like, oh, this is nice. But it would be like thirty to forty five minute time period. So I when Lala you. visited with Ocean and her mom, now like, yeah, bedtime I'm like come on girls, bedtime. I take summer up. I see them go into the into the room, into the back room, and then they just walk back out. I was just like. <laughs> That was like a minute. And then I was like, I was just in my head contemplating life at that point as a parent. I was like, man, I'm really going to step this one up. But then then,
0: because you are like summer's used to falling asleep in your arms. I'm telling you what me taking a long flight with ocean would be a nightmare because mm -hmm. she, when she's done wants her bed, her Bubba, she doesn't want, you know? Yeah. That's just what she wants. Like she may doze off for a second, but a five hour flight Nightmare. Yeah, I'm sure of it. <laughs> I'm sure sure of, it. of it. Just going to Utah, hour and thirty. I was like,
1: take her now. <laughs> how was? How was? So you have flying with her on the short flights, two hours, three hours, two she, hours. She
0: she wants to sing. She wants to run around. She uh, was y- a lot younger though, right? Or no? No, she was younger. Oh, okay, I'm sure we we may be okay now. But yeah. you guys got your flights situated. I mean, you're the got most important. Away. Without you guys there, we're just there watching nothing really. I'll see you. We're, there, we're going for you. <laughs> I, say, I mean, <laughs> don't get it twisted. I'm excited. Yes. As fuck. For yeah. anyone I who doesn't Mexico. know,
2: Brock and Sheena are, we can say this right, getting married. Was a, it was a secret oh, until no. now. It wasn't a secret. There's
1: nothing. Mate, we've been married since we've been together, I feel like. Like you asked, what's going to change? Yeah. Nothing.
0: Nothing. Do you nothing. think the way you look at her is going to change? I mean... Like, did you look at her differently when she became the mother of your child?
1: Yes, mm-hmm. because okay. because it was it was like I got I saw her struggling as a parent sometimes, and then like stepping up as a parent. Yeah. So it's just like I see her go through painful, and I see her like grow from it, and then there I find those those messages there. So a hundred percent, like more respect, and even like today, like when we have our when I say my tits, we have our tit for tats. Right. If I say something that like I normally would say, which would be offended, or upset her. I generally would just let it rock and roll and be like, okay. But like immediately once I said it, I knew I shouldn't say those things to her. I knew it hurt her. So I went up and gave her a big hug. I was like, that was stupid of me to say that. I'm in the wrong. And I've, I mean, I normally, no, I put my foot in my mouth all the time. But I was glad like for her, I can catch myself. And I was glad I can get into that because it was just a lesson learned. Like I don't want to hurt her.
0: I don't no. want to upset
1: her. And, and then like the stuff she goes through already, like you guys have seen it for 10 years. I'm like, that's why I get really reactive. Right. It's the only way I can do it with her. I, I want to react and save the world from her now, and and it gets right. me in trouble, you know. Here mm-hmm. we are, but no, when we first came onto the scene, it definitely rocked the boat of how I was really kind of just like short with my words, shooting from the hip, and mm-hmm. so I, I definitely need to learn that. And I think right. it's it's a it's a lesson for everyone to see, especially once you see yourself on TV, guys
0: like the perfect mirror, right? It's
1: just like no one wants to see that. They're like, did I say that? I didn't do that, did I? But you did. Mm-hmm. You did, and you got to look at it and then you got to think about it. So here we are.
0: Yeah. And and then you do it and you've got to deal with the guilt and all that and then relive it however many months later where you're like, god, and and we've all moved past it, but then you get to see what everyone said about <laughs> you and then you're wow. just triggered all over again. I'm I can't imagine. So let's talk about this. A lot of people, well, the last time people saw you and I together, was last year at the reunion. All right? And I initially reached out to you, Brock, and said, I want to do a podcast episode where we can squash the beef, basically. And even though you and I have done that, I also want to create a safe space for you to kind of let people see who you are. Because I've had the luxury of getting to know you over the past, what has it been? Eight months? Mm -hmm. Ten months? And you are number one. Let's talk about the cooking. He's a terrific cook. (gasps) All right.
2: You're a cook. You're a chef.
0: So bomb. I would have called a chef burgers. No, Ah. it is bomb. So like that. that stole my heart as well as seeing him with his daughter, seeing him with Sheena. But what was, what was last year like for you?
1: It was a roller coaster, And you can say that in the actual literal term of like, there were so many highs. There were so many lows and, 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 the end, at the end of the ride, you're kind of like left like just in there like what just what was that you know especially when you I thought so much I had so many values of myself I have so many like standards that you set for yourself and then when you get when you see yourself back on TV when you go through all these experiences for everybody I couldn't be prepared for that you know I thought I handled it in the most appropriate way throughout the season where I just I turned around and I I spoke about my truths and I, and I, I left it at that and that was the hardest part was realizing. I actually have to talk about this in public because before we ever had any conversations like this, and when you, when we even spoke about it when it first started talking about my kids, it was on me. I spoke about it with Randall, yourself, and Sheena when we were out in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, I felt like I felt like oh, this will, it's just I want to address the elephant in the room. Like I do have my two kids, and I've never been I'm never ashamed of them. I'm not I'm not any of that. I didn't try and hide that. I was more ashamed of kind of my actions towards how I ended up in my situation. Right, and I guess I never really spoke about that because who I don't, you know, it's hard, It's a hard thing to talk about.
0: It's a hard thing to talk about, and also it's such a private and delicate topic that you only want to speak about that in in a safe environment. You know. Yeah. And thanks to me, I just I was like, safe environment means the world. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: yo. <laughs>
2: Did you think of that, though, Brock? I'm curious, as a viewer, you're bringing up your kids. Did you think this isn't necessarily, yeah, right now it's just a couple of us, but it's not going to be within a few months, you know? That was
1: where I get, I'm very naive in the situation Mm -hmm. of the show. Mm -hmm. I really felt like that is a part of my life. I'm not ashamed of my past. Mm -hmm. I wish I could have done things differently, but that was a part of, that's a chapter, a big part of my life. And so when we started when we started talking about it, I was like, no, we'll keep it up. I don't want to talk about it. Like, let's try and avoid. But that was for my own protect. That was for everyone. To, you know what I mean? I didn't yeah. know why I wanted not to talk about it because there was something there. Well, for the biggest one was because my ex was never going to approve of us having a conversation about it then. Mm. Now, different story. But then it was kind of like we weren't even talking. And so to kind of have the conversation about my ex, how they feel about the kids. I always felt like I wasn't ever entitled to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. And so when, when I was briefly talking about the kids, I'm like, yeah, we don't see each other. I really wanted to kind of like set the standard of like, I understand a separation and a new partner with a kid with Lala and Randall when we had this conversation. Now I think that was kind of the, the environment I was in. I forgot that this is the show that you guys have. It's just like such an imprint on people and people imprint To every one of you, yourself, to Lala, to even all the cast members, people find their their people within you when you watch the show. And so the biggest one was like the aftermath of once the stuff started coming out was kind of like, wow, the impact that it had on many people, positive and negative, but you always read the negative, right? And so that just- Yeah, the negative always sticks harder than the positive. It always Mm -hmm. gets there. So I, I I was, yeah, that was a uh, green horn, but I just didn't expect that. You know, that was the
0: biggest one. Did Sheena warn you bef- like before going into this situation? Because you know, Sheena, I've always said, has one of the best hearts in the entire world. Sometimes Sheena goes into things and she, she leads with her heart and doesn't think about, because it's not, it's not natural. Mm. It's not natural to think about what the, what everyone is w- going to think that's watching because in real life, Mm -hmm. we just live, Mm -hmm. right? We're not worried about what Catherine in freaking South Dakota thinks because who the fuck is she? But guess what? Catherine Catherine from (laughs) South Dakota got an opinion and she's going to be sliding into your DMs, writing on every freaking IG blog. Mm -hmm. You don't think about that stuff. Did she say to you, the internet is a crazy place. I need to know what's going on with you and your situation because it could very well be brought up on camera and we got to be prepared.
1: Yeah, she was uh, definitely up. We've, we didn't have that conversation in detail, but it was more of like, I know you don't want to talk about your kids, so don't talk about them. And I was like, okay, cool. And then so <laughs> here we are in Palm Springs and I'm like, oh yeah, I get it. And we talked about it. And I was like, all right, look, like I, I didn't want to continue this conversation, but then obviously from that, it brought up concerns for yourself. It brought up other people's concerns. And so I understand now looking back, people still want to know that story, regardless of how, bad it was or, or or everyone's how it happened people still now curious like okay then what is that situation because they're invested into you guys and i didn't know that i didn't realize the impact you guys have on the world
0: So do you feel comfortable in a cliff Notes version talking about how old you were when you when you had your first two kids and what led to where you are today?
1: Yeah, I mean, I could, I could do it a cliff note version. I was very young when we met. Um, we were like 16 when wow. we first met in high, like school. high school, 16, 17, yeah. sorry. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then through that, we started dating. Then we we're off and on. We we're doing the high school breakup, get back together stuff. And then we actually fully split when I moved to Europe to play rugby. And then when I was in Europe, I flew her over. She had a boyfriend at the time. I was like, well, here's a flight. She came over. We called it quits. I remember that day we said, look, we traveled around. It was very a good breakup, actually. We like, we traveled around the world. And uh, we're in, in front of the Notre Dame in France. For the last week, I was playing in France. And we're like, this doesn't work. Like you, We're not happy with each other. And then the next day was when we found out that she was pregnant. That night, we went out to dinner. And we went out to our friend's dinner and then she was like across from us and she was like, oh, my boobs. And then all the girls kind of screamed and all the rugby boys were like, okay, went home, did a pregnancy test and we found out we were pregnant with my boy Eli. Wow. And so we had a conversation. We were going back to Australia that next week. And so we went back to Australia and during that, it was kind of like step up to the plate. I was raised a Mormon. I talked to my mom, mm. you got to you got to step up. And yeah. so we, we did. We ended up going back to France for a couple years. And how weeks. old were you? So I was 19 at the time.
0: Oh, my gosh. Baby. Yeah. baby.
1: So we, we did that. We went back to France together. We lived there for half of that season. Things weren't going too well with the rugby club. Financially, they went under. And so then it kind of put a lot of st- st- pressure on us and all the rugby players internationally. And then we went back to Australia. I was in a midlife crisis, only at like 20 21 at this time. I had a professional career. I just lost it. I have a kid. Um, And then we're in a very toxic relationship. And it's not for that. She traveled the world and gave it all up for me to live my dream. And that was the bigger pressure, was having my partner there in a different country just supporting 100%. So she didn't have her thing. She didn't have her time or anything like that. And that was kind of a big pressure for both of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then so when we went back to Australia during that period of time, I moved, we broke up, we got back together, went to counseling, and then the counselor was like, You guys don't need to be together. Right. He's like, You're definitely, like, this is too far gone. Like, there's just so much animosity towards each other that you're better off being apart. So we separated, and then as we were separating, still trying to, like, backwards and forwards, we found that we we're 14 weeks pregnant oh with our my little girl.
0: God. That, can I tell you, that's when it happens because passionate relationships, Will do a quote-unquote passionate relationships, mm-hmm. which are usually <laughs> toxic. <laughs> toxic. Yes. Yeah. But it's like the the explosion of a fight is so passionate that the, the makeup sets. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know, and people. That's when a lot of babies are conceived. It was. It was.
1: It was. It was definitely a surprise for both of us. So and what's
0: the age difference between them? Just they're, so
1: they're a, year, a year. Oh, so so close. So close. Okay. Yes, okay. So we had Eli. We moved back to Australia, mm-hmm. and then we had that that situation pop up. And at that point, again, it was like we went. We got an ultrasound. We saw a full blown baby. It wasn't oh, like a shit. fetus anymore. She was fully developed and just growing her best life. So we were at fourteen weeks. <laughs> so that was a point where we decided to stay separated. Okay. But we we're gonna figure out how we go to the next steps. But we we're broken up. I was in a different state. And then during that time, I, I during that time I had an argument with her dad over the phone. And that's when the domestic violence order got brought in. Okay. And then they related back to our three, four year history of just angry fighting with each other Two back to when we were 19 and we got into an argument and I did slap her. Yeah, It wasn't the cause of the domestic violence but it should never have happened. And so that way, when I speak about that, I know I should never have done that. And it's the one time I have. And then in the domestic violence order, what was brought up was kind of my background of being from New Zealand, my parents being split up, my domestic violence when I was growing up. So they kind of like leaned into all these things And then I wasn't in court to appeal it. When they served me with the papers, I wasn't present because I didn't get served. The officer serving me, and this is ridiculous. The officer serving me was out of the country on holiday. So the papers sat on his table. He comes back, lets me know that I didn't appear in court. So it's been been upheld. So I need to apply for a court appearance to get it dropped. We go to the court four months later and it gets dropped. I, I submit my evidence and we, and we got dropped and then we started talking again I got to see my little girl I got to spend some time with Eli and during that 4 month breakup period we were I was already transitioning to go what what happens if I can get a workout in the NFL and so that was kind of where I was like I'm not I can't play rugby this season where can I go play professional sports somewhere what can I do and obviously she was in a new relationship okay. and still is with the same guy and this is a very important message that never got shown or talked about because I didn't want to talk about their relationship.
0: Now that, that
1: now that we've made up and we're actually talking, legend of a guy. And from the beginning, when they started dating, and I was out of the picture, he stepped up to the plate. He's always been there for the two kids. And that was where our period of time of not seeing him. Once I moved to America, he stepped up to a point where they don't they didn't need to have me or my mom or my family sitting around going, Oh, how's the kids? Because it's kind of antagonizing to their parenting. Right. And so, cliff note, fast forward. As we went through that period of the relationship where that kid, I moved to America, it just grew bigger and bigger apart because I wasn't there. And the kids had somebody there. And then the the conversation came up with his family and them where you're not stepping up, you say you are, but you're not. And in my head, it's fun because it's hard because when we talked about it on the show with everybody watching, I've never spoken about that period ever. And in my head, I was like, yeah, I'm working on it. I'm doing it. But I never internally processed the damage I did the damage that affected the kids and what all of that, I never took that into account.
0: You know, I have and obviously with my situation and you hear a story like that and you want to say like, why didn't you fight harder? Why didn't you give more of a damn? And what I'm hearing with, with this is you made the best decision for those two kids. How is their life going to be fulfilled with stability consistency and that is very important for children Mm -hmm. and if you felt like it was the best decision and the mom their mom felt like that was the best decision it sounds like you two agreed on this
1: we I I guess we agreed on it but I took it as like you're not gonna you know I took it as the immature version of like oh you're gonna take me like this guy's not gonna write like I was really upset about not having access but at the same time I knew deep down that that was the best thing for the kids and 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 it still is, and so like that was the hardest thing for me to kind of remind myself, like, okay, I'm their dad, but I'm not the right person to raise these kids. Mm. He, they're in a good situation with somebody that is treating them like their own kids. They have now a little sister, and he's been around the whole time. He's taught, and and it was just like, it was it wasn't an ego trip. It was just it was just hard to get my head wrapped around that fact that you know what. I did have two kids but I wasn't a good dad for them.
0: You know, I think that being being a dad or a mom, that's not a right, that's a luxury. Mm. You don't just get the title of a dad because you shot some sperm. Mm-hmm. You don't get you don't just get to be a father. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree. Yes. Yeah. So, I think you saying that you know, you were obviously very young, and we can sit here and say this is what you should have done, and we can go back and forth mm-hmm. all day long. The bottom line is, how are the two children doing? Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, it's about because I think yes. of I think about this all the time because yeah. obviously my world blew up, and you want you want to think that everything is cookie cutter, but at the end of the day, take all the shit out of it with both parents. What? is going to benefit these kids so they can go out into the world and not have, you know, years and hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of fucking therapy to get over the traumas that the parents have caused. Mm-hmm. And so I, I respect the decision that you made. I respect their mom. And I am wondering, do you, do they know, like, do they know you?
1: Yeah, so that was that was the harder part because once we started reconnecting, and talking to them winter had no problem coming up on the Facetime and be like hey like how are ya?" but then eli didn't want to and he's still it's still at a point where he does because for him i was a big influence with him and when, when I wasn't around he was three but he still knew that and he still felt that so we're still working on that relationship the rule is it's up to the kids and so me and their mother text backwards and forwards i just check in on them how they doing and Trevor, their kid's stepdad is this, or their dad is an absolute legend. He's like, "We'll grab a beer when you're in town. Like, not a problem. Like, let's that. not make this a thing. Let's just move forward." Which is what I was doing. I was making it a thing, wasn't I? I was, mm-hmm. I was avoiding the hard things. I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to sort that out." And then after this came to, came out, and once we once it came out on the show, it really just came at me with like, I was like, "Well." I just have to do it. I can't just sit there and say I'm doing something. I'm going to take care of this. How do I fix this? How do I step How do I solve the problem that I caused for myself right. instead of just putting it off and prolonging that hard hardship between me and my ex. And now we're at a better place. It's not the fact that we're like we're homies, but she respects that I said sorry. She respects all of that and then at the same time I, I just I, I'm so happy that the kids have her.
0: I'm thrilled about it. And I love where you are right now. And, you know, people can give you all the advice in the world. But a situation like that, every situation is so complex. And there's so many little nuances where it's like you can't even give advice or say what you would have done because you really don't fucking know. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. You do the best you can with the situation that maybe you created for yourself that was handed to you. And, you know, Brock and I have spoken about this a lot in my mind I was coming from a place because I didn't know you well mm-hmm. and I know Sheena and you know her picker, just like my picker, has been off on many occasions and you're waving red flags in our faces and we're like, what? It's <laughs> pink to me. <laughs> we're like colorblind as fuck. <laughs> yeah, And so I, I wanted to protect her because her heart is so pure, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. My main goal in all of it was just protection. In her mind, she's like, I found the man of my dreams and now the father of my child, what are you doing, Lala? Like, shut your fucking mouth. Hindsight, maybe I should have shut my mouth. Maybe I should have approached it in a different way. But, again, you just do the best you can with whatever situation you're in. It's and- this
1: all perspective and mm-hmm. all informational, right?
0: That word. Perspective. Yeah. It's
1: a killer. It's a real thing. Like, we can look at this newspaper article in front of us and we look at from different angles. Valley mm-hmm. Times. Yeah, well, there's only, <laughs> there's only one angle you can read this one right here. What is that, page 10?
0: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But
1: but in life, and I think we get offended by somebody else's perception sometimes. We do. And it's like, wow. And it's like, and no one is, no one's in it. They get so crazy. Like America, I love it here, but there's a different world outside of America on top mm-hmm. of that. So you add cultural differences and all that. And it's like, like I love everyone back in Australia, like, oh, you could have had the same in Australia, but I'm telling you guys, you have an accent and drive in America, you're going places. Mm-hmm. In Australia, I'm just like a tradie that's digging holes and having a chat and getting <laughs> off of Like, that's it. Yeah. And I'm having a tinny at 10 o'clock, like, that's it. <laughs> right. But over here, you can have these opportunities, and it, uh, that was a hard one for everyone back. Well, what about it's not a cop-out bro i come to america i left my family to try to get out of the hole which which was low income my mom was in we lived in projects mm-hmm. we lived in low income areas and the only reason i got out of that was because my last two years of school i got offered a sports scholarship so that was my way out my 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 uh my what, what would it be my Economic ed, status? my my education mm-hmm. horrible
2: okay. mm-hmm. case in
1: point i never was good at school suffered from it a lot and so growing up, I thought I was either going to be a dairy farmer my whole life, which is what my stepdad did and still does, or that was it. There was no other option for me. It was building, it was construction, it was it was trade work, hard work, and to get into it. And I'm, I'm a, I love I'm a fan of hard work, but then when I had the opportunity to play rugby at 19 or 18, I started playing that. I was like, oh, this could be a career to get my family out of. The projects you know right. mm-hmm. and so that was that was the driving force behind it and since 18 when I realized like I could put my body and my skills I was never the talented but I'd know I'd work hard at it yeah. and that was the vision I've always had and then within that big vision there were sacrifices and losses that I, I stepped out on but I, I think it's very uh perspective and unfair for people to be like well what about this when you people don't, understand. people don't understand people don't really get and even when I came at you and I was ripping your head off when I was pissed <laughs> off in the show I was like Bloody Range Rovers (laughs) and Beverly Hills is not normal because for me, it was a perspective of where I came from, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I do know. (laughs) People can sit there and it's like, if you, you can't weigh in on, if you, if you were born and raised in the United States and you grew up a certain way, it's hard for you to understand like what Brock is saying. If you've never been to Australia in the situation he was placed in, you can't say you could have done that in Australia. How mm-hmm. the fuck do we know Yeah, what you could or couldn't do in Australia? Yeah, yeah. And that's not
1: ripping on Ipswich. And if everyone's listening from back home from Ipswich, <laughs> I love Ippy, but listen, bro, it's not that... If you, if you it know wasn't for you. If, yeah. yeah, if you know, you know. And and I think with time and and just understanding that and learning, there's no playbook in life. And I think that's the best reason why podcasts are so great because people want to hear everyone else's experiences. They want to hear another perspective And then they're going to keep going to those same perspectives around them so they can kind of find similarities in it. Yeah. And reality is there's that many. You're not going to always agree. And look at at the world we're in right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Jess and I talk about that a lot, like perspective and people coming from different areas and just – we we so often judge people just based off of what you see in front of you without thinking about what that person has been through to get them to where they are and if we don't vibe with someone we have to at least respect the the trials and tribulations they've gone through to get to where they are let's find common ground i feel like we've done that and by the way range rovers and being in beverly hills i mean i'm i'm not from anywhere that's you know i grew up in a very privileged area mm-hmm. but i certainly wasn't driving around in range rovers you know i yeah. was ghost riding the fucking ford expedition <laughs> <laughs> you know my friends right. going to private school and
1: yeah you had a car you
0: had w- wheels yeah <laughs> you know yeah. yes I used, to, yeah. I,
1: I used to love i used to love my story this one story of my mom is like mom can i go to the movie theater she's like yeah you can go to the movies and the movie ticket in Australia, a ticket to the movie is $8, popcorn might be like $2, $3, and then like a ticket's like $3. So to go to the movies, I'm like, mom, yeah, it's, it's, uh, can I get 10 bucks to go to the movies? She's like, here you go. And then so I get given $10 to go to the movies, but I still have to pay for my train ride mm-hmm. and figure it out. So this was my thing. I used to go from Ipswich to Indrapilly, jump on the train. If like the train inspectors got on, I got off. And I just got back on the next train or I'd run off and then you jump on another carriage and just get there.
2: Oh I used to my- jump the
1: train. And then, <laughs> and then when I get to the, get to the movie theater, I buy my ticket. And then when people would finish a movie, they would have their refill coupons on their popcorn, and yeah. they throw them away. So I pull it out of the trash, grab the refund coupon, go up to the front, but like, can I get a fresh box? And you get free popcorn. Oh, but that
0: was that was <laughs> oh the, that God. was just
1: like it is what, I wanted to go with my friends. I wanted to keep the normal normal things with my friends yeah. after school or on weekends. But totally. that was how I did movies
0: then this, oh, damn. this is fascinating trains then. going through garbage it's, Hey, you know
1: what it's what it is my man's trash it. is another man's free popcorn right
2: <laughs> okay so then with your it sounds like you and Sheena probably had different upbringings or grew up a bit differently a little bit do you think that that plays in how you raise summer have you had to work oh around I love that, that
0: question Jess. like
1: Listen, this is this is the question this is our life by right the way I've up.
0: seen it yeah I've seen you it because yeah. we're
1: both like we're doing it for the best of the Best, yes, and and the ultimate outcome is to teach her th- the best of us, to mm-hmm. be honest. But uh yeah, we definitely a conversation you should definitely have more than after six months of having a conversation with somebody, yeah. or dating. You need to have those conversations <laughs> because you're you're. Oh, it's so fun. We get to imprint on her like we literally. And I'm in a different situation when I was when I was 19. Yes, I know for a fact I still was doing good things, but now I'm in a different position to actually. Just enjoy those moments, but it's definitely hard.
0: Yeah. It's definitely yeah, hard. I'm sure. Yeah, no, Sheena, Sheena, like, baby, 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 yeah. baby's her baby. Obviously, you know, she's she suffered a miscarriage. Summer is her, she has been through what many women have been through. Yeah. I can't relate, but she is just, that is her angel. Yeah. Right? Not saying it's not Brock's, but Brock is like, she's tough. She'll yeah. be <laughs> <It was a laughs> very medium. let yeah, the happy, happy medium. I'm, medium. Not gonna, no, I'm not going to lie.
1: Parenting back in the day had sunlight. You gotta, yeah. Parenting yeah. back in the day was ruthless. Yeah, we were ruthless, <laughs> brutal. And I think yeah. we're realizing now the impact that that has on yeah. everybody. You know, especially yes. with, especially with this like, I mean, what's the word I'm trying to say? Just with kind of like the mindfuckery, like the impact it really has
0: right mm. on, mm-hmm. on on
1: on us, right? Mm-hmm. And so we had to we had a family argument. Slash open table because hey, all right. Uh, this is the, the this is the best part about me is my family. I'm the youngest of five. My mum was uh, with my the youngest with my dad. He had all five kids, and when I was three, two and a half, they split up, and so that rocked my whole family. We were born into the Mormon Church, born and raised in New Zealand, good and, old Mormons. and good old Mormons. And so we're the family that has a split. Parent, right, out in which the, in the is church. definitely
0: looked down upon, looked down Muslim upon. Church. Okay,
1: and then so my eldest brother, at the age of 18, was an Olympic swimmer, he was wow. doing water polo for New Zealand, he was crushing it. Then, and then he found a girl and then started partying, and then ended up in gangs and ended up in jail for uh-huh. doing just stupid things, stealing cars and just going down the wrong track. Okay, and then my other brother, underneath him, when my parents split up, it affected him differently. He ran away at home at 14. And we're half moldy, but he's running around with like gang members and doing yeah. dumb things in and out of juvie, stealing and doing dumb things. So, I, and then my other sister, that, that that separation affected her because she ended up being an alcoholic at like 12 or 13. Wow. And so now she's like 18 years sober now.
0: Oh my God. So we're that's why, I like, so, that. that's
1: like, like sobriety when James and all that, for me, I'm just like, I'm not, I don't want to like, overstep because I don't know that. But yeah, my sister's eighteen years sober. Wow. And exciting. I think she I think she might be nineteen, coming up to twenty. Like she's crushing it. She's crushing wow. it. And so then there was me and my sister, the youngest two, that just saw our whole that saw our whole family crumble from mm-hmm. all of that. And so I just Learned from their mistakes. I never touched a drug until I was like twenty. Until I came to America and finished football, and that was at the end of that closure.
0: You're like America's right. great. Whoa, what is this <laughs> cannabis?
1: You know. And even when I talk about it with my mom she gets. She's like, oh, it's drugs. It's bad. Yeah. I was like, it's better than pharmaceutical. But anyway, it is.
2: <laughs> Have your has your family met Summer?
1: So my mom and my two sisters have my two older brothers. They're ones in New Zealand, ones in Australia. They have not yet. But hopefully at the end of this year we're going to go back to Australia because the the pandemic was the real thing.
2: Yes.
1: Um, But my mom and the sister they're actually at my house right now with summer. They They flew over for the wedding, so they're here for the wedding. And I picked my mom up two days ago, my sister yesterday, and then my other sister comes in tomorrow. And then we've got the wedding, and then yeah, yeah, that's that's the best part. But that's my family, right? And so like. When, when I talk about perspective Like that's where mine comes from Like I don't want to And I feel like I just want to retire my mom I needed her to stop working She's a prison officer I don't know if I haven't Bragged about that enough
0: <laughs> she, yeah, she is a She's a prison officer that? Still
1: Still is So she grew up And
0: don't the, don't the inmates call her mom
1: Yep yeah.
0: Is it in a all women's <laughs> prison? Like, or prison? All men's Men. max. Men's max. Stop.
1: Yeah. So she grew up with my dad. She was working in like retail for yeah. her whole life. Dude, retail. Worked at like a makeup artist. Like we go into like those Nordstroms nor- 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 and they yeah. give yeah, you makeup. Yeah, yeah. That was do- my mum. <gasps>
0: And okay. then like,
1: and then she was like, I want to change. So she applied for the police force. I was she like, fucking that's... did
0: some change. And <laughs> then she ended
1: up getting a government job at, at the men's prison. She's been there for like nearly 20 years now. Bad is she ass.
2: tough? Is she a tough woman?
1: She's a, she's a strong woman. Yeah. She's yeah. strong. Like she's, she's not strong. like, bill like, like an ox, yeah, but yeah, she's yeah. like, like she's strong. And she just like, she's so much, she's, I'm so proud of her. Like she just carries it and, and then Amazing. she just works her ass off. So yeah. I want to, that's my goal is take yeah. care of my family because I learned all my lessons from them. Mm-hmm. And if that meant making those sacrifices that I thought they were appropriate at the time, I did that. Yeah. And that was with work, that was with football, everything. So, mm-hmm. But I that's, that's kind of like, that's my perspective on life is because we did come from that. I remember, you know, when we were growing up, my mom had to buy our house and it was the first house she brought by herself and I had money in the bank because I lost my finger when I was four. Okay. And so every year I get, I get, I get a check because I'm 16% whole body incompetent. Like my limb is never going to grow back
2: what wait what is What is this I don't know this story yeah what? <laughs> what what you didn't know no so wait let me see your I see okay Brock I had no idea you only had four fingers
1: yeah so I tell everyone it was a crocodile but I guess I could tell everyone the real story Okay, it, let's hear that. it
2: Let's hear it for anyone Wait, who can doesn't I, know we do the
1: crocodile story or the real story? The real story <laughs> Okay, fine, <laughs> fine. No,
0: Let's do the real now,
1: story So we grew up on a dairy farm okay. and then one afternoon I was in the yard and it's a circular yard and there's a pin in the middle with a gate just like a clock hand and okay. it, as it rotates around it pushes the cattle onto the table to get milked and when it gets to about Seven o'clock, there's a side gate, and you take the bulls out of the side because you don't want the bulls to go onto the milking table because okay. you can't milk a bull.
2: Yeah. Eat,
1: yeah, it's stupid. Okay. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> my perspective, everybody, okay? There's <laughs> okay. me, four and a half years old, walk past this big bull, and it, I walk straight past him to get him out to the side. So I walk behind him, and as every day, I go, and I kind of like clack my hands, yeah. okay. like, come on, get out. And instead of him getting up, it at him, and he kicked me. And okay. so I fell back onto the gate that was behind me, and it just so happened that the cover was off. Okay. And then I rolled my hand in. Oh my and God. it rolled in like gears. It caught my hand, and then it crushed uh,
2: crushed my figure? first finger. Okay.
1: Phalange number one, my pointer. Okay. And a bit of the two, mm-hmm. but then it actually crushed all of my hand. In turn- so they had to do like uh, bone graft, skin graft. It was uh, hectic. That was wild. Do you, you
0: kind of- have lost your entire hand?
1: Uh, yeah. I went to the, well, I, yeah. we we're on the farm, so we had to go to the vet. In town The vet Well this is rural oh. <laughs> I had to go to the vet And then yeah. they wrapped it up In a bandage And then I had to get Airlifted to the hospital Which was like two hours away Holy
2: shit Do you shit. remember feeling pain Or were you in shock
1: Never pain But okay. I remember t- Talking about it Over and over And I, so I re- It was the whitest white I've ever seen in my life Which was my bone oh. And then There was a point Yeah it's, it's, it's gnarly it was not. That is
2: gnarly. What does that yeah. have to do with your liver, though? Or is that different? Did you say liver?
1: No, just like, just how I was raised?
2: No, I thought, I thought, said, oh, limb. Limb. Yeah. I thought you so said Oh, your limb! I thought you said liver! My, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so sorry. back to how
1: I was raised. So that happened when I was four and a half, and then since then, <laughs> for the rest cow. of my life, I get like a thousand dollars a year. I was like, cool. Okay. I'll take that. Whatever. Yeah. Like that. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so that was going into my bank account for like 10, 12 years. So I had like like what was that, Ten to $12,000? Yeah. And so I remember my mom was buying her first house and she was short and then she cried to me. She was like, I need to use your money to buy the house. I was like, it's fine. I own these four bricks right here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's really cute. Oh, that's so sweet.
1: But I, that, that was just, that's just my mom. Like she deserves everything and she's taking care of five of us, you yeah. know? And it's, I, unfortunately for her, she wears her burdens through us, our mistakes. She carries them as her own. Mm-hmm. And so like when this came out, I couldn't tell my mom to stay off social media because she cannot help herself, and it just mm. destroyed her more. Ugh. And so this made that kind of like,
2: mm. yeah, yeah. Do you oh, do you regret asking or anything, Lala, or is it just one of those things where you're like, we could only do what we could do at the time? I thought it was, I thought it was appropriate, and I thought I was trying to protect Sheena.
0: Oh, uh, I a loaded question. I would have, I would have done it very differently. Okay, I would have. I would have pulled her aside and and asked her and, you know, said, I, are, are you good? Mm-hmm. Do you know about this stuff? I just would have – I would have done it very – Differently. Just differently. Okay. I don't yeah. want to say that I wish I wouldn't have brought it up, especially now with the situation mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm mm-hmm. very – like I used to be protective of women. I am like beyond protective of women now. Right. So I think had it – happened after my situation, I would have been much, much more delicate. Got it. Yeah. You know? mm mm-hmm. um, A lot of people, especially Sandoval, like to say that I'm on my high horse. Everyone needs to get over it. Me and the horse that's high are connected. <laughs> right? I'm not falling off The of cookie it. is on the horse. <laughs> Deal with it. Deal with it. I'm on the horse. I enjoy it. I ain't falling off. But I would have done it differently. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And I probably would have had the... I would have probably brought Brock into the situation as well to say, I'm concerned about my friend. Even though you don't owe me anything, just give me peace of mind for my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's just talk it out. Instead, it was more aggressive.
1: Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's how that's how I feel like when the cameras are up, they kind of like encourage that. They're not going to be like, hey, you should have like a side conversation.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, you
1: kind of feel like, well... We're I got to tell you how I feel because other people feel like this. And that's yeah. that's, that's, that's like the trouble when cameras go up sometimes. And I, and I realized that after watching, you know? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Worst thing to do was watch those last five episodes in 24-hour span before the reunion.
0: yeah. Because
1: mm-hmm. then I'm just sitting there just
0: seething.
1: human On top yeah. of like the first half of, of like, oh, okay, oh, here we go. Yeah. And it just hit me. So when I went into that reunion, I don't know what, first off, I should never have been in this – I should never have been at that reunion. I should never have been a main cast member season one, first off. Okay. Because, I mean, you got the best of me. You yeah. Got, you got all the van that was raw. But, like, I didn't know how to handle myself. Right. And so when I was in there, even Lala said she's like, Brock's on one because, like, I was just – I did it. And then she wasn't there. You, you, right. You, you couldn't be a person. So there right. I am just yelling at a TV <laughs> because I'm hurt. And it's just like, yeah. he's crazy. Yeah. And that was like, that was my downfall, because obviously, if I could have taken a second to just understand that, you know what, that happened, and I'm angry at myself, but I'm taking it out on la la. I'm taking it out on everybody else, I wish I had that common sense, because I know that's within me to have that kind of temper to slow down and be aware of that. But I didn't have it that day and it did not come across. You know well. what though, yeah. Brock?
0: I so I could tell you were on ten, you had every right to be on ten. I was going through my own shit. There was like s- bigger things happening in my life than what this reunion was. I was kind of zoned yeah. out. But I shake things off pretty quickly. When people say I'll for I'll forgive you, but I'll never forget, it's like, well then what's the point of forgiving me? Because mm-hmm. if you're never gonna forget, like that doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah. I literally forgive, forget, move on, clean slate. So during that moment it was like whatever. I may feel some type of way but I'll shake it off pretty quickly. Yeah. Did you guys and have I'm a, no stranger yeah. to going off on
1: because because I, I also because my problem with that was like I never gave my I never gave myself time to understand what you were dealing with. A, because we also didn't realize what we were dealing with. Mm. Right. You know?
0: Until mm. we read LA the Times. Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. Yeah. but yeah so that was that was another one we didn't realize that on top of it but I didn't even I didn't even make it available in my thought process to be like what are you going through because I was so hurt I was so pissed and it was it was you know that, I think the biggest lesson for me from that is like when you feel like I'm in that when I'm hurt I needed people need to do better at being like why are you really hurt because it's mm-hmm. not for any of this it's because you're not happy with your actions from back then but just don't repeat it so me being angry in that situation didn't help
0: yeah yeah but I'm the perfect person to go off on.
1: Yeah. I feel like I me and you can, I feel like we have our moments, but at the same time, in, in the real world, we kind of like dust it off our shoulders. Because the reality is, if there's a problem, you're the problem because it's not my problem because you're thinking it, not me.
2: Right. <laughs> It yeah. <laughs>
1: sounds like you have a problem. I'm walking this way. Right. But 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 in that, I had a problem. And I should have just walked on from it and be like, perfect, whatever. What's the
2: problem? I think it's
0: good to purge.
2: I think it is, too. Did either of you reach out to the other after? Because obviously, like you said at the reunion, tensions were high. Was there a moment where one of you
0: reached out to I the think, other and were like, we have to talk? I think, Brock, didn't you reach out to me? I believe you sent me a text mm. that said that you were sorry and right after that, it was like we're good,
1: bro. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I think I think I did reach out just because, like, once I once you see yourself, you're mm-hmm.
0: like, yeah,
2: damn, <laughs> yeah,
1: and, I get and, it. And look, and I get it. And 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 the response I got on social media was valid. Mm-hmm. You know, our audience, and this is another thing you didn't even take into account because I didn't think of it as a show. I did. I literally I thought of it as she and close friends, and we get to have this opportunity to do these great things, mm-hmm. and that's what I was I was, I was enjoying now. I was like, this is such a fun season you know, the audience that watches it, the majority of them are females, you know, you know, and and then they want to be represented properly, especially in 2022. And so that's like a big one to be aware of, you know, out around around the world, like there is a change happening and it's a positive change. And so my ignorance didn't help that movement, Mm. you know, and I respect that and I understand that. And so I want to make sure I can be more aware of that, you know,
0: Mm, I love that. We love growth. I love a good growth moment
1: It's also good for everyone else To learn these messages of too course, like, we're all... Don't make the same mistake It's hard to say mm-hmm. that Learn from other people But that's why we get to talk about it
0: Yes We're all out in these streets Just doing the best we fucking
1: Swinging, can Swinging Just we're trying just, to survive Just you trying know? to
0: survive I love it Brock thank you so much for being on the podcast being so open about your past you're a fucking champion dude
1: you're, love, love you honey it's been great thanks for talking and uh, let's live on the summer it's going to be a good summer
0: I love it we're headed to Mexico I love you guys so much I'll catch you next week